0: You're listening to the Curious About Cannabis podcast. Hey everybody, this is Jason Wilson with the Curious About Cannabis podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in once again. Um, Today I'm joined by somebody that I've been looking forward to having an extended conversation with for quite a while. We bumped into each other at the Cannabis Science Conference recently in Portland. I'm with Peggy Anderson of Help You. Thanks so much, Peggy, for being willing to take time to do the podcast today.
1: Well, thank you for inviting me, Jason.
0: Yeah, I really look forward to hearing about your story and and everything um, that you're doing with, with Can not Help You and, and beyond. It's very, very interesting to me, and I think it touches on um, things that don't get talked about a lot. So i um, really excited to to get into all of that. Um, and for our listeners that aren't familiar with Can not Help You, can we just start the conversation by describing a little bit about your personal story and how you came to start, can it help you and and what the focus is of that group and and all of that?
1: Um, Yes. Um, Well, um, I have fibromyalgia and I was diagnosed um, in my late 20s. I had had a water skiing accident when I was 17 and broke my back Mm -hmm. and uh, was um, supplied with a lot of uh, prescription drugs. And um, it was when I went to college that I tried uh, cannabis um, Mm -hmm. for the to see if that would help me. And, and unbeknownst to me, I started to feel pretty, pretty good with it mm-hmm. uh, using it. And uh, so fast forward, um, I'm originally from the from the East Coast and I moved to Oregon uh, because of the laws being lenient about mm-hmm. um, growing your own cannabis. Um, or not growing your own cannabis, but in possession. So it was yeah. a misdemeanor. Um, so one thing with fibromyalgia, it's important to keep moving. Yeah. Um, and so I, I walk every morning and um in April 2014 I woke up and my hamstrings were kind of tight and then my calves and then before I knew it, within a week my whole body was mm. in excruciating pain. And I uh went to um the normal doctors and um they shot me with cortisone and my knees yep. and my elbows and neck and Then we were on Pregnizone and MRIs, and for seven months, I was never diagnosed. But uh, my son, who um, uh, was a medical grower at that time, uh, took me to a dispensary, and we got some CBD um, (laughs) vape sticks, uh, safe Mm -hmm. vape sticks. Uh, So (laughs) I used CBD during the day and THC at night, and after seven months, I started to feel relief and was able to walk without any pain. And um, at the time, I uh, was 100% disabled, according to my physical therapist, and she asked wow. me to put a carrot out in front of me. So I jokingly said, I'm going to do a half marathon in a year. And so in October 2015, I'm proud to say I walked my half marathon. Uh, wow. in the gorge. And during that time, I was thinking about my current job and the stress level and mm-hmm. kind of figuring out what was going on. I uh, went to uh, the opening of the first uh, recreational um, dispensary here in Portland, Shango. And I talked to Shane McKee, who's the owner and told him my story. And he said, you gotta quit your job and become a medical advocate for the seniors. (laughs) So I thought, okay, I'll try and do that. So I did resign and I started to get involved with a lot of the cannabis conferences, uh, the Cannabis Collaborative Conference with Mm -hmm. Mary Lou Burton here in Portland over a course of two years. And I met um, the Knox doctors, Dr. Janice and Rachel and David, um, Mm -hmm. Jessica, their other doctor is in San Francisco and um in talking to them about how we can reach out to seniors uh, because sleep is a very difficult thing for seniors anxiety especially in people in their 80s and 90s um, experience extreme anxiety Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, appetite is another one and pain Uh, obviously as we get older we experience arthritis and other things Mm -hmm. that creep into our bodies but um, so the Knox doctors and I were fortunate enough in October 2017 to present at Mirabella, which is a retirement center here in Portland. And we had 90 residents. And after that, I realized I better start the company. Can I help you as an LLC <laughs> to protect myself? Because I'm not a doctor. I just have yeah. my story. But uh, the doctor, doc's doctors have been very supportive and we kind of uh, dog and pony show it uh, around other retirement centers. We've been to Willamette view, Hollywood senior center, Rose uh, Villa uh, retirement center. And uh, they are now embarking on uh, doing seminars quarterly in Oregon and down in California. And we're scheduled here in Portland on November 6th, uh, no, the 9th, um at Mercy Corps with the hopes of educating doctors, patients, and anybody who's interested in learning about cannabis. Um, And they've started a university called the Advent Academy, which is basically they're live streaming to other doctors in other Mm. states that are medical uh, approved to educate them so they can start clinics again in those states that um, aren't quite uh, recreational, but are definitely medical. Uh, so we're going to be in Oakland, uh, California on November 16th, and then we'll be going back and forth between Oregon and California. And then they're going to do a retreat in Mexico in May in Cabo. Oh, wow. um, so uh, I don't know if you're familiar, but the Knox doctors were on the Megan Kelly show in March 2017. Uh, Rachel uh, Knox was a presenter at Ted talk here in Portland last April and did a phenomenal job talking about the endocannabinoid system. So. That's kind of where I am right now. I uh, am there to support seniors, answer any questions, maybe take them to a dispensary if they don't want to go because of the stigma, yeah. or they aren't quite sure what they're looking for. Um, I'm beginning. I learn something every day about CBDs, uh, THC, and now CBG. Right. Which is um, getting some getting some uh, stage time right now.
0: Yep, so, Yeah.
1: Um, I do have uh, the only, I've got Facebook uh, where I do post uh, twice a week, sometimes three times a week, uh, new news that's coming out about the benefits of cannabis and some things that maybe people should consider before starting.
0: Uh, Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, man, that sounds great. So, yeah, between you and the Knox docs, they're super busy, it sounds like, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) but doing good work. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. What are... um, when when folks are coming to you with questions what are some of the most common questions that you're receiving
1: it's mostly for pain um arthritic mm-hmm. pain i do um have as i said my son and uh, and and i actually did go into business for medical patients we had five medical patients and in 2017 were forced into recreational because of the way the state kind of yeah the health system but um we, um, what I try and do, and I, I if, if somebody has used cannabis in the past, I want to kind of know what, what they were using. I want to know what they're using it for. Um, if, if they're having difficult sleeping, um, I always advise to go low and slow. Uh, start mm-hmm. with a very low one-to-one uh, THC to CBD. Um, sometimes it's a two-to-one CBD to THC. Uh, that is effective, especially for elderly people. Um, I think it helps them with their anxiety. So um, I've got some people with Parkinson's. Um, Mm -hmm. Again, uh, one thing that is a challenge is the stigma. Um, A lot Mm, of people in their 60s and 70s still don't think there's enough research. And again, I kind of try and remind them that we went through a prohibition time and that Mm -hmm. cannabis was used for centuries with great benefit. Um, Mm -hmm. So... Maybe it's not documented research, but there's definitely evidence that um, this is a good plant. And I I love the saying, if this plant was discovered now, it'd be the miracle plant. Right. It's been around for a long time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I I think something that often gets overlooked in the, um, you know, the desire to see supporting research is the proven safety profile of cannabis that even if, you know, some aspects of cannabis use might not be verified yet through clinical research which takes a lot of money and time and resources to do um we at least know it's it's a pretty safe thing to try um you know no overdoses um, yet jason <laughs> you're right yeah 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 you might you might feel uncomfortable um but yeah it's, you don't have to worry about it killing you at least um right. unlike a, a lot of other things out there and You know, it's interesting hearing your story because I didn't realize this at the time, but you and I have a similar history in a sense of how we got to cannabis. Because I've had, when I was, I don't know, probably 17 through about 19 or so, I had about three different back injuries. I never actually broke my back, but definitely um, cracked my tailbone. Um, Mm. I have several bulging discs and at one point fell on my head. And so like, kind of twisted my neck in a weird way when that happened. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And since then have had some like really, really serious um, issues with pain that have been hard to manage, went through the traditional um, treatment models where I went on drug trials, tried the steroids, you know, like you were talking about all these different things. And um, one thing I think that doesn't get talked about a lot is how, I don't know if it was like this for you, but it was for me that that process can be kind of traumatic of trying to get relief and going through all these drug treatments and dealing with side effects and things, you know, working for a while and then not working or not working at all and not feeling like you're moving towards a, uh, a direction of, you know, of getting better. Um, it really wears on you after a while. And, and coming out of that, I have a lot of empathy for people that are going through similar things right now that are trying to find, some relief and find some tool that might, might help their general day-to-day wellness improve. Right. Um, and I, yeah, I just, I think that's, that's something that we have to take into consideration that this whole process, it's not easy for people to go through, to try to find something that might work. And if there is a safe option out there that, you know, a lot of people are finding helps them like cannabis, you know, um, that's something to, you um, I think you know it's okay to embrace that even if we don't have that strong data that we know exactly what it's doing or um, right you know
1: right well i um will say this that uh i've I've had four back operations and i Mm had uh basal joint arthritis uh in my right hand and um the doctors i was on morphine for two weeks after the operation and uh when i went to get my cast off um i was I didn't heal very well let me just put it that way and the surgeon yeah. told me i had to be on um lusartan or something uh, mm-hmm. uh for the rest of my life which is 500 dollars a month and um i told him you know i'm going to continue with acupuncture and using cannabis and i'm going to be a patient person and he basically mm-hmm. fired me he says if you're not going to take these prescription drugs then you and i are done
0: and wow, I wow. said,
1: I don't want to be masked. I want to recover. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you keep masking it, I don't think my body will ever recover from anything. So right. um, there's there's a lot of push with the pharmaceuticals. And the other thing is I mentioned stigma. I had a, a gentleman at one of the retirement centers who raised his hand, he said, well, my doctor won't talk to me about cannabis. And Dr. Ray, Dr. Janice said, well, here's my card, give it to him. I'm happy <laughs> to talk to him about it. But this gentleman came up to me at the end of our presentation and said, I've got to be honest. I use a vape stick to go to sleep at night and my wife has bad back. So I put a topical on and we are managing just fine. And I said, Mm. well, why didn't you share this with your neighbors? And he says, well, I don't want them to think I'm a stoner. And I said, you're not a stoner. Um, And then he told me he bought uh, his vape stick over in Washington state because he Mm. didn't want Oregon to know that he was using cannabis. And I said, listen, you're doing that illegal because you're crossing state lines <laughs> so and reassure him that you know oregon's not going to keep track of when you go into a dispensary it's it's, it's pretty it's like yeah we're not going to let the, the word out but um it, that's the frustration i think for for me more than anything else yeah educating and not to be scared to share it with people
0: right yeah yeah I mean, it's important that we or um, more comfortable sharing our experiences, so we can learn from each other and right. and start to um, be able to make better informed decisions and get past those preconceived notions, perceptions, and and stigmas. That's it's it's funny you, you mentioned the stigma piece because it comes up in about every other interview I do. Someone you know <laughs> talks about a you know the issue of stigma and you know just how how real it still is because sometimes we. Um, I don't know. Sometimes we fool ourselves into thinking that that stigma has gone away because the laws have changed out here, at least in our microcosm of Oregon. And mm-hmm. it's it's very much not the case. There's still um, the, the stigma issue is still very, very real, very strong and affecting a lot of people.
1: Well, the other thing is um, in the 70s and 60s, you didn't know what you were getting. And I yeah. reassure my seniors that I'm talking to that this is safer than it's ever been before. Yeah. Um, and th- this thing with the vape sticks, um, we were it wasn't a problem. I hate to say it until California legalized it. And, uh, you know, you've got these bad, um, <laughs> people putting this stuff in vapes and shipping them across the United States. There was a report last week, uh, last night on CBS news about this. Yeah. And, um, and vaping actually was the way I had to go when I was working and I mm-hmm. was going through those seven months and afterwards, uh, just to feel good. Um, yeah. it just, it was such, it's such, and it still is an important part of my regime and the stigma as Dr. Rachel uh, Janice likes to call it, it's canophobia and we have to give them. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And a, a concern I have about the vape issue is that if they, if, um, you know, whether it's the state government or the federal government intervenes, if they try to move towards a ban, an outright ban of, of vaping yeah. products, I'm really concerned of how that's going to affect a lot of people that, you know, I've just like you just said, I've heard a lot of people say that that's the main way that they're able to really engage cannabis in, in the way that works for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so losing access to that or being driven actually into the black market right. to get that, you know, it's just causing a bigger problem um right
1: and and jason it's also the cost um these yeah, basics yeah. that they're doing is, it's and so people are putting their health to, by saving money and that's not the way to go um
0: so i yeah will
1: uh, <laughs> be interesting to see how this rolls
0: out moving forward right yeah um what are some of the i guess health risks and contraindications that you think um Anyone but particulars particularly seniors, since that's the the you know group that you're primarily working with, what are some things that they should be aware of that they might need to be a little extra careful about if they're deciding to you know maybe use cannabis for the first time?
1: Well, again, I really advise people to check with their doctors to let them mm-hmm. know because some of them are on prescription drugs for blood pressure, cholesterol, right. whatever. Uh, there could some, be some interactions. Again, that's another thing that the Knox doctors and I are always, you know, promoting, please run this by the doctors or call the Knox doctors and see, you know, talk about the prescription drugs you're doing. I have a neighbor who's 94 years old and and very capable. She drives and she is Mm -hmm. phenomenal, but she's got neuropathy in her legs. And um, I found a CBD cream um, and I also got her a product, which is a mint. one-to-one and she, I said, you know, let your doctor know that you're using, and I, you know, gave her, you know, the information to give the doctor. And the doctor said, this is great. This is really benefiting Mm. you. I I see an improvement with the neuropathy and basically her attitude. So she has a little mint every day. (laughs) Yeah. She's, you know, very, very happy and she's um, not depressed. She's not anxious. And uh, yeah, she's spitting fire right now. I probably should have never given
0: her those bins. <laughs> you know, it's it's
1: it's great to see that. And you know, for me, if I can get one person off of Ambien or somebody feeling better mm-hmm. with neuropathy, then you know, I feel very successful just with that one person.
0: Yeah, and you know, you were saying that one of the things you deal with is fibromyalgia. I know that. Um... My, my mother deals with fibromyalgia a lot, too, and she's mentioned that it's really hard to find things that actually can address that deep nerve pain and discomfort and everything. And um, I turned her on to topicals um, mm-hmm. over the past several years, and uh, she told me uh, not too long ago that those those topicals, which typically are the ones I try to get her when I can find them, are this specific brand, but they're usually right. one-to-one ratio, CBD, THC. And um, she was like, this works better than any drug I've taken by mouth, you know, or right. any, any narcotic that she, you know, has taken for pain or anything like that before. And that, that blew me away because that was feedback I would take very seriously, you know, because I've seen her struggle right. and, and with that condition specifically. And, and seeing that work was, you know, a really profound kind of eye-opening experience for me.
1: Well, I think the other exciting thing that's kind of emerging right now, which I'm thrilled about, is um, the, the profile of the terpenes in the strain. Yeah. And um, uh, I hate to say it, but I, I woke up in February this past year and started experiencing the same pain and um, found out that there was a strain Gorilla Glue Number no. 4, which is high in the terpene beta carophylline, or yeah. I like to say mm-hmm. black pepper. And um, that's my go-to strain. So when I go to the dispensary, or when my son uh, has his product tested, because we are in dispensaries, um, I am just thrilled to see <laughs> when these uh, the we call it GG four the Gorilla Glue number four comes back really high, and the the profile keeps getting better and better as he um, clones it and puts it in different you know s- soils and stuff. But I think the, the challenge that we all have, uh, and not to compare it to alcohol, but if you buy a Mm -hmm. bottle of vodka, you knew you're going to get the same vodka for years to come because of the process with, with growing, it's, you don't know if you find something that Mm -hmm. works for you really well, if you're going to be able to duplicate or get something, you know, like that again, that's a challenge. Um, but again, I think what I'm trying to do, um, seniors understand that lavender is kind of a relaxing terpene mm-hmm. and, and lemon and pinene, you know, uplifts you. And, um, the anti-inflammatories such as I, um, well, definitely black pepper and, um, you know, things like that. So it's, yeah, I'm getting educated every day about the different types of terpenes and mercine, you know, that's mm-hmm. you know, sleep. So, uh, it's educating seniors about that how to read the labels
0: yeah and I was I was about to say it starts to get into a a lot of nuance there that I imagine might be <laughs> a little overwhelming for folks that are that are new to cannabis um what's what's been your experiences as far as um you know engaging with someone that is is really totally brand new and they're trying to wrap their minds around this kind of where's the how do you start to explain these concepts in a way that's easy to digest for them?
1: Um, <laughs> it, it, it's hard. It depends on how much they understand about cannabis. Yeah. Um, uh, some of them don't know what CBD is. Um, so I, I love the analogy that East Fork cultivars um, Anna Simmons would say. Uh, you think of THC going into the house and they're having a great party, but the CBD is important. So that's the whole entourage effect where the CBD Mm -hmm. comes in the side door. like, they settle down, the party's getting out of control.
0: (laughs) And I love that
1: analogy. Um, Some people are a lot more sensitive to CBD. I have a friend who five milligrams and he's asleep in 15 minutes. He's just exhausted, Mm. but for others, it doesn't affect them that way. So everybody's different. And I, I kind of, you know, <laughs> I laugh about, somebody says, take two aspirin. Well, you know, I'm <laughs> 120 pounds. Somebody who's 300 pounds might need two or three or four aspirin. It's, right. it's not one size fits all. And that's kind of what the pharmaceutical companies do. And I think it's a hit and miss thing uh, mm-hmm. because I used to take something amitriptyline to help me sleep at night.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. And
1: I got really high dosages of that. I got up very high to the point where when I came off it, it was not a good situation. So, um, with cannabis, I don't think you can move around with different strains that will have, um, uh, maybe different levels of THC to CBD. And again, it's, it's trial. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I, I think patience is a really important part when you're using cannabis as a medical, um, relief system situation.
0: Yeah. And when you're, when you're working with folks like that that are new are there um common misconceptions that um that get expressed frequently that um kind of coming from a lack of understanding or you know or maybe some of that that stigma piece or whatever you know what are what are some of those common misconceptions that you encounter frequently
1: um that they're going to get so stoned that you know something terrible is going to happen to them Mm. they feel like they're going to overdose um you know i i do have a product that's out of arizona it's called undo u-n-d-o-o oh yeah yeah I've heard and of that. they're wonderful and uh uh if you smoke or vape uh and you take one undo with 22 ounces 24 ounces of water you'll you'll come down after 10 minutes and i have tried that product and it does really work and uh with with edibles it takes 30 minutes um mm-hmm but I've, I've had two people that, um, love that THC chocolate. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they've got 50 milligrams. In them <laughs> and, uh, it's, yeah. Too much, but yeah. uh, that's a good product. And again, I think I just have to reassure them that there's no, they're not going to die. Um, mm-hmm. might be uncomfortable for a while. Um, and if they are, you know, I, I always give them my number and I kind of, debating right now offering the service of sitting with somebody for the first two hours yeah uh, just to be there with them and and so that they're they're not scared and the anxiety does go up which we're trying to go down (laughs) yeah
0: yeah i think that's a that's a really interesting um idea i think that would be really valuable because um that first experience with cannabis can really set the stage for the future and if someone does have a um, an adverse reaction they take too much or whatever and they're really uncomfortable, really unhappy um, mm-hmm. That can be a, a big turnoff towards trying to understand why that happened or other ways they might be able to use cannabis to avoid that effect but still get therapeutic response it, you know it's usually just kind of shuts people off if they have that bad experience so having a, a sitter there basically to right you know, of guide that experience and make them feel reassured and and make sure it's as positive as possible I think that's a really good idea um like to to see more of that in general I think that's a great idea yeah um, I do too
1: but I just it's you know again it's
0: takes it's such, a lot of time it's still, it's still taboo
1: and um, yeah and again uh what people might have experienced in the 70s and they're now saying that you know that cannabis is a lot stronger now um i don't know it's <laughs> we
0: it were at least testing it in the 60s and 70s right so yeah
1: it, <laughs>
0: it at least is easier to get access to the very strong you know forms right. of cannabis yeah i i don't know if it's actually if that upper limit has gone up at all but certainly it's it's more widely available um but. And
1: in everything, I mean, you think of Oregon with uh, infused beer, um, sausages, mm-hmm. new seasons, um, it, you can get CBD in everything.
0: now. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> know, it's bizarre.
1: But I really, <laughs> I really want to educate people that CBD is great, but you need a little bit of THC, you need the whole, you know, entourage and uh, nothing synthetic added. Uh, I can't stress that enough.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. And do you have recommendations to seniors that are thinking about engaging cannabis as far as um, methods of consumption and starting dosages, that kind of thing? Like what's a good starting point for them if they're on their own and trying that out?
1: Well, I do like mints. Uh, Mr. Moxie Mint has a good product. Mm. Um, uh, Tinctures, I think, are a good way to start. Most of them don't want to smoke a joint um, or a baby. Um, I I don't mind smoking a joint every now and then. It's kind of mm-hmm. fun. It takes me back to the 60s. <laughs> but I, I think tinctures and I've I've discovered a company um, out of Newport, Oregon here that um, is infusing honey, which is a high CBG mm. terpene called um, can of honey. And, um, I've tried their product and I'm using that to help me sleep at night. Um, it has THC and CBD in it, obviously it's the full entourage. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's my go-to right now. Um, there are other products out there. Um, a a little bit of THC chocolate at night is nice. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, kind of depends on what, what my day brings or what I have to do. Um, but during the day, um, for me um i do have a tincture that i use in the morning before i go for my walk and then i've got pretty arthritic hands so i um, do a topical on my hands um, throughout the day mm-hmm. and people say oh what is that you're putting in? it smells good and <laughs> I show it to them and they say can i try it i've got some problem with my elbow and then three minutes later yeah. they come back and they go i'm feeling better i'm telling people though jason it, it's not going to leave it's not going to give you with no pain it will Right. Take a lot of the pain or the edge off so that you can continue on.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, what I like to say is that it kind of just turns the volume down yeah. on, that, <laughs> on that pain. It, it, it doesn't totally mute it, um, right. but, but it does seem to turn the volume down. And that's with my back issues. That's exactly what I experience is like getting a little bit of cannabinoids in my system seems to crank that volume down a little bit so that mm-hmm. I can just do what I want to do get through the day and not be so focused on that pain or, right. or, you know, in some cases even, you know, get uh, stuck on the couch because I can't move or something. Right. Um, right. Um, and I think that's an important um, idea to get across to people. Cause I think when people hear that cannabis might help with pain, that they think of it, if they're new to cannabis, they might think of it as like an opioid or something that it's going right. to go in and just cancel that out. And um, if that's what you're expecting, you're going to be a little disappointed. Um, right. and, and it's, it's not necessarily about just making it all go away, but making life better and more tolerable. And, um,
1: right. And, and more, uh, massage therapists are offering CBD massages. Um, mm-hmm. and I highly recommend that for anybody who's got fibromyalgia yeah. have a massage once a month, um, because that's kind of what I can afford, but, um, it, it just, it just, it's just a nice way to, to get yeah. the, the um, CBD into your system and your body as well.
0: Yeah. And one thing that came up in another interview that I was doing with a doctor that mentioned that um, a lot of patients that he was seeing, cost was an issue with cannabis right. therapies. Um, is that something you're running into as well? Are a lot of folks that you're working with, are they struggling to be able to afford to integrate cannabis as a day-to-day therapy? And and what are some strategies to deal with that?
1: Well, um, for instance, with uh, one of the tinctures that I recommend, um, it's $75. And I'll give a shout out for Luminous Botanicals right now. They're giving an ounce of free uh, botanical um, tinctures uh, for medical patients. Oh, wow. That's great. I just found that out Monday. And, um, so I, um, yeah, it, <laughs> some of the tinctures, even though it's $75 will last you for two months. So you kind yeah. of, you, you got to think about the long um, some of those chocolate ones, you know, you're going to eat those within a week or two weeks. So
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. That's
1: expensive. Um, again, to go low and slow, especially when you're starting, um, to see what your function level is at what, mm-hmm. you know, dosaging that you're doing, but, uh, the Knox doctors are always advocating, you know, uh, micro dosing. Um, mm-hmm. and with our endocannabinoid system, as we're promoting these days, trying to educate mm-hmm. ECS, um, we all have it in our system and some are de- maybe not as much as others but you're going to find that balance and again Mm -hmm. it's i also highly recommend kind of keep a journal of what you've taken what the effects are and how long it lasts so that can help you manage with the the cost of things um there are a number of organizations that are trying to especially for veterans uh get the um the medicine as i like to call it to those um folks um there's it's credible organization, GI Grow, that's, um, you know, giving free wheat to veterans for PSTD. Mm-hmm. So there's, um if there's a will, there's a way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'd say. Yeah. Um, and I have a medical card, so I don't pay uh, the taxes. So mm-hmm. I'm able to get some of the medicine for, um, you know, close friends that can't afford it and be able to help them with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a yeah a great distinction you just made as far as the tinctures making those last versus edibles like uh, chocolates or you know some folks like to use the gummies or you know things like that that's gonna yeah that's gonna disappear really quickly and may not necessarily um, be as cost effective for you and and when you talk about starting with a low dose what does that look like is that and and I. This is primarily in the context of thc what i'm thinking Mm -hmm. about is you know people avoiding um getting too high basically is that low dose is that like five milligrams two and a half milligrams like where does that usually start
1: well it's interesting because somebody tried to explain this to me and i think i've got it um you can have a low thc product but it could Mm -hmm. be high in terpenes like four or five percent so you might have just because it's a low thc it could be very high get- in mercine, and then you're going to be really tired. So, it could be five percent THC, and mm-hmm. as I say, over four or five percent with the terpenes, you're going to have a challenge. So, um, one thing that Pennsylvania, I know they and their medical dispensaries, because I was back there not too long ago, have mm-hmm. a listing of the terpenes and the percentage, and that's one thing I wish Oregon would do in um, yeah. all legal states, because I think that's a part of the total picture that you need to know. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, so dosage with CBD to THC, I think one-to-one, if it's, you know, 15 to 15 milligrams, that's pretty safe. And again, you can moderate how much you take of that tincture. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're smoking it or vaping it, that's a different question. I mean, just try one hit and then sit back and see what it does to you. Yeah, yeah, and if you really get in trouble, I can get you some undo. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah,
0: yeah. That uh, that undo stuff is really interesting because I think the uh, the main compound in it that's active is um, this compound called olivetol, which is really neat um, because in the cannabis plant, the way the cannabis plant makes cannabinoids is it takes a compound called olivetolic acid and mixes it with uh, another compound called GPP, and that's that's how you get CBG or CBGA. Um, and so it's interesting that that company figured out that that olivetolic acid has something to do, you know, with um, those receptors and what's going on with all of that activity. And we're able to kind of, kind of hack that a little bit by basically giving you a dose of olivitol to interrupt um, some of that signaling cannabinoids are doing. It's really fascinating.
1: Well, I love these guys out of Arizona, and I'm trying to get emergency rooms <laughs> to understand yeah. that this might be a good way, or um you know cops just to have it on hand if you see somebody mm-hmm. that's having a bad experience um and you can find out what it is <laughs> that's the other part but i right, think in the emergency yeah. rooms it, it'd be huge because i know this one lady who's 78 she ended up in washington and vancouver and in, in the emergency room and they just didn't know what to do with her
0: yeah if they yeah. had
1: that as partial as, as part of their arsenal i think that's you know huge
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i totally agree that i'm hearing more and more stories like that of um folks that think they might be having a heart attack or something they go into the ER and the doctors, um, yeah, they don't really know what to do to, to provide any relief. And is there any advice that you, that you give to seniors that if they've gone too far, they're having an uncomfortable experience, they don't have access to undo or, you know, a product like that? Are there other things that they can do to try to um, calm that anxiety, that paranoia down or, you know, try to get some relief <laughs> from that uncomfortable experience?
1: Yeah, um a lot of water yeah yeah as <laughs> much water as you can handle and then I I call it distraction put something on television that's just gonna take your mind off of what you're doing mm-hmm. um that's what I did with this woman who ended up in the emergency room but she um her daughter took her because she was out of control <laughs> but yeah uh, and again that was a weird thing this was about two years ago where she had some um, taffy and she had a quarter of it and she did fine she slept well and She got to that last quarter and that's where all the THC was. So, you know, that that was early in the day.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It wasn't, wasn't a very uniform product. Right. Not,
1: not two years ago for sure.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Wow. That's really interesting. Huh? (laughs) (laughs) That's something you wouldn't necessarily think about. It's well, it's something we've overcome in Oregon now with the way the testing is, You, you have to prove that your products are consistent throughout a batch, but, um, I think it's important to to mention that if anyone listening is in another state that maybe doesn't have testing rules in place or they're different right. um something to be aware of if you're using edibles um and and really even topicals and things like that that you know there may be hot spots in those right. products um that you kind of have to be aware of and be careful about um yeah don't think about that too much anymore. Really important to say,
1: <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> I think we're yeah. getting better at that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Every day it seems like things are getting better. Um, and and on that note, what are some things that you'd like to see from the future of the cannabis industry broadly as things continue to evolve over the next, you know, five, ten years or so? Um, what would you like to see?
1: One thing that's kind of bothering me right now, and I understand, but the FDA is uh, for some of these companies that have a product that are definitely changing people's lives, um, they can't Mm -hmm. have testimonials. So, uh, for instance, if somebody's um, got um, um, rosacea on their face Mm -hmm. uh, and they use a CBD topical and it's, it's, it's all gone. Uh, You can't say that. Uh, You can say Mm -hmm. I got some benefit, but you can't say what kind of benefit. Mm -hmm. And since I've really been involved in the cannabis industry really deeply in the last four years, I've heard so many stories and have seen so many people Mm -hmm. that have recovered from um, cancer. Um, Mm -hmm. I've seen people with Parkinson's not be shaking. They're getting their lives pretty much, you know, Mm -hmm. balanced again. Um, that's the frustration. The other major thing and I gotta say is being part owner with my son, uh, this banking business has got to come around. Oh yeah. It's, it's out of control. And yeah. uh people's PayPal accounts that are getting shut down. Oh I gosh, mean, yeah. Just, the Knox Doctors had their PayPal accounts mm-hmm. shut down three weeks ago. Um, you know.
0: <laughs> Every company I've worked with has been through that. Mm-hmm. Um I You know, when I was working in testing labs, I remember we had to go through, I think, three different banks um, because they just periodically get shut down. Uh, Other companies worked with um, CBD manufacturers that I've been helping deal with the same thing. Even me personally, just my investment accounts um, Mm -hmm. that I had when that um, financial advisory group found out that I was connected to the cannabis industry, they made me liquidate everything (sighs) that I had. They made me sell, you know, all of my mutual funds, everything and they were like sorry we can't work with you we also can't work with anyone in your family either oh um, my gosh yeah it was it was mind blowing and it was a shame because I, my financial advisor was actually someone in my family is you know one of my extended cousins and he was like i'm so sorry he's like i've never seen them do this before i have yeah. no idea you know yeah. why they're being so conservative in that but um he's like there's nothing I can do about it. He's like I just feel terrible. It's like you know, I don't blame you, but it's just right. a bizarre a bizarre situation for people to find themselves in this you know, booming industry. Things are just getting bigger and bigger and yet you don't know what's going to happen with your money day to day. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, <but> it's <laughs>
1: And you think <laughs> and after after California legalized it. Then... Right. Think of all the money that's floating around california in 20s
0: oh yeah i mean california i believe uh the last i heard it has like the fifth largest gdp in the world so you know above you know all these countries japan and germany and all sorts of other countries um california if it were its own country it would be one of the you know the biggest gdps uh, in the world um and yet <laughs> yep and yet people are going around with cash and Save some briefcases and things, and having to in and, and take it to the IRS to pay taxes and right. taking it in cash. <laughs> I know such a, such a bizarre situation. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. We do it. <laughs> I know. Crazy. Yeah, it takes
1: a long time to count those twenties. <laughs> it does. Yeah, and
0: it and it puts you at risk. It's you know, yeah. it's it creates unnecessary um, danger for people that are trying to do. Uh, good work and trying to operate within the laws and mm. you know just opening themselves up um, so yeah and it seems like there's there's maybe some change happening with that I saw some notices that they're um, on the federal level are trying to make some changes to banking laws um, to have the banks feel safer about um, extending credit and accounts and things like that to cannabis companies but yeah um, We'll see. <laughs> <Or fingers crossed. laughs> yeah, still a, still a ways to go. Right, right. Um, and another thing I wanted to ask you that we uh, touched on briefly, but it's just something I'm curious about. Um, your experiences with CBG products. Um, you briefly mentioned it, but it's getting really popular in the hemp space. Now there are a lot of hemp producers that are growing high CBG varieties and, and even in the medical and recreational side, um, producers that are, um, messing around with that. Have you seen, do you have much experience with people using CBG dominant products and what sort of um, experiences they're having with those?
1: Well, I'll be honest. I just, uh, really learned about it from Dr. Janice Knox. I've been having some stomach issues and, um, uh, acid reflex and she's telling me mm-hmm. well just a quarter teaspoon of baking soda and licorice root and find some cannabis with high CbG and I went what so um I was talking to an associate of mine and he was telling me about this uh honey out of Newport and I went to a dispensary here in portland where they sell it and I've tried it and I don't have any stomach issues after two months I mean it's Interesting. I don't, I don't know if that's the CBG. I remember it for gut. The G for mm-hmm. gut. Um, oh, okay. But I just, um, I'm, I just posted something um, yesterday that will probably go out next week on Facebook. Uh, Can it help you um, about the benefits? It's going to be the new CBD. I think they're oh, really I, I getting agree. a grasp on it. So I'm trying to. I wish I knew more about it right now, Jason. <laughs> except for my own personal experience, but to you know, uh, suggest it for somebody else. Um, I think it depends on what they're looking for and what their issues are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely agree. It's going to be the next CBD. It's, it's on the rise um, mm-hmm. for sure. And um, what I'm, what I'm interested to see in the CBD market is going to be these varying ratios. Like we're kind of going to have a trifecta now of ratios where you're going to have not just CBD and THC ratios, but ratios between CBG, CBD, and THC. Right. And that's going to be really fascinating. It, it it provides a lot of variety for people to um, experiment with and, and to see, um, you know, what other nuances might be there to treat all sorts of conditions or you know get whatever different types of effects. Um, really looking forward to seeing that in the years to come.
1: Well, and to learn that I think it's CBN, which is, helps you mm-hmm. sleep. Um, THC as it ages. Mm -hmm. increases in CBN. And I didn't realize that I had some uh, strain called Hercule, which was high in CBD. And I found a smelled like Skittles and tastes like Skittles. And I found (laughs) a couple of buds that were like a year and a half old. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I thought, I'll see what this is about. I slept really well that night. So now Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, isn't this interesting? (laughs) So I talked to my son and he goes, yeah, THC turns into CBN. Well, really? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, Um, and you know, THCA, um, I love it when I go down to the farm and my smoothie, I've got some raw leaves Mm -hmm. that go in and, you know, I've got, I feel great. I mean, it's just, I think my aura is just happier now. Yeah. And, and Dr. Janice says everybody should have some CBD if, you know, they're deficient every day. And, um, yeah. so I'm a daily user, um, morning, afternoon and night, mm-hmm. um, and different levels and what I need for what I'm doing. Right. Um, right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and with, on the CBN note, there's also a compound that I don't really hear anybody talking about that I'm sure will eventually come into the broader discussion, but CBD has its own version of the CBND it's cannabinoidol. And as CBD ages and primarily as it's exposed to light, um, it changes into this, the CBND compound. And there's really, little to nothing known about that compound. So that'll be another right. interesting thing to see in the future of what, uh, what effects that, that compound has. And then, um, I don't know, just this picture of thinking about cannabis products is going to get just more and more complex because we're talking about CBG, CBD and THC, but then yeah, CBN, CBND. There's a- also like, um, I think you mentioned earlier, but like THCV and CBDV and these mm-hmm. other compounds that, um, we don't have a ton of access to yet in high concentrations. So we just don't really know uh, what sort of promises or pitfalls might be with any of those compounds. But um, there's definitely going to be an interesting and and complex future, which it's good that, you know, folks like yourself and the Knox docs and you know even myself and the work that I do on the side of just trying to educate people and keep that those conversations going because it's changing so fast and getting more and more complex. And so uh, we've got to keep, you know, t- talking about these things and not getting um, complacent because we'll get left behind if we don't right. stay on top of it.
1: Right. And at the science conference that you and I were at, I think, again, um, there's just so much more to know, and we are in, in a mm-hmm. period in, you know, time where we have the ability to have research and uh, extensive research. And again, if people keep track of what document what works and what doesn't Mm -hmm. that they can add to the situation i think Addie Rowe is one that's really uh, trying to encourage and send people the information so they can gather it Um, yeah and there have been people uh there was a first responder jason who i met three years ago that was given he came down with uh, lung cancer was given basically five months to get his things in order and he's around because he he used cannabis as the first resort, not the last resort. And, yep. um, so there's so many stories out there that people want to share to encourage other people to not be fearful of cannabis. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the, they should be fearful when their doctor says, okay, we're going to give you a little prescription here, you know, uh, opioid and just,
0: yeah,
1: you need it. But before, you know, it, I mean, everybody has addictive, you know, levels. And so,
0: <laughs> yeah, well, and that's the thing when you try to treat, you know, especially like a chronic condition like pain, you know, due to these, you know, injuries that are going to affect us for the rest of our lives. Like, it just, right. it just is the way it is. Um, options like opioids or steroids, I mean, that's not sustainable uh, for a chronic condition, right. um, and not a lot of people even necessarily realize that um, mm-hmm. because you know they just rely on the feedback they're they're getting from. You know their doctors and and everything else, and and just follow the the treatment model, the prescription or whatever, and you know then they get five ten years down the road and realize like I can't stop taking this stuff, <laughs> um, or, or their
1: liver is falling
0: out or something yeah, exactly, like that. Yeah, their kidneys. You know exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it'll be. A, I don't know. It seems like things are moving in the right direction in general, but. Um, slowly. <laughs>
1: very slowly. They're very slowly. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, in the last uh, little bit of time we have here, I appreciate you being willing to spend so much time talking with me. We've been going for over 50 minutes now. This has been great. Um, I wanted to give you a platform to uh, bring up any topics that we haven't covered that you want to make sure to share or for people to be exposed to. And then I also want to, you've already talked about a few stories, but I also wanted to invite you to maybe share um, a couple of um, stories that stand out to you of uh, folks that have um, tried cannabis and, you know, had interesting or profound results, anything like that, that stands out in your mind?
1: Well, one, the, when the Knox doctors were on the Megyn Kelly show in uh, March, 2017, um, nbc came out and did a, a film in uh, at the clinic when they had their clinic up in vancouver and one of the patients that uh, came in uh to be interviewed was uh, a couple from the coast who uh, at, uh, at that time uh, their baby was 18 months old but when the baby was nine months old uh he had a brain tumor that was taking over his brain mm-hmm. and uh, this young couple were you know you know, pretty, pretty worried as you can yeah, imagine. Yeah. And so they reached out to the Knox doctors and the doctors got him on a regime of THC and CBD. And before the filming, they did a, um, Dax was 18 months at that point. They did another CAT scan on his brain and the tumor had shrunk more than 50%. Wow. And the little boy is just, he's doing well now. Um, he's approaching four and a half or three, I guess. Um, wow. so it's, it's things like that. And then I have a friend, I won't mention her name, um, mm-hmm. who has, uh, Lyme disease and, um, cannabis really helped her with her symptoms, but she was diagnosed with, uh, breast cancer and, oh, gosh. Uh, they took a biopsy and, um, uh, she would, uh, was scheduled to have a partial mastectomy three weeks later. And uh, she went on a regime of 300 milligrams CBD to 30 milligrams THC three times a day. And when they went in to do that um, partial mastectomy, they couldn't find any tumors. Wow. Uh, we don't know <laughs> if it was taken out during the biopsy or if right. that regime actually, we like to think of the regime or both, a combination. Mm-hmm. but um there's just so many stories um i mean those are the two that just jump out at me all the time um yeah and i have unfortunately a couple of friends that are going to have cancer and going through chemo and i really try to encourage them to talk to the knox doctors to see if they don't need to have as much chemo if they have a right, combination. right with cannabis. But again, I've, I met with resistance because when they tell me that they've talked to their doctor, going, no, 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 mm-hmm. don't get involved with cannabis. We don't want that. It yeah. just, it makes me sad. And I think uh, what the Knox doctors are doing, um, OHSU here in Portland are trying to educate doctors. So they don't use it as the last resort, but maybe as a possible mm-hmm. first thing or in combination with uh, whatever, you know, processes they're they're examining to go through yeah um but uh you don't have to feel bad i like to tell people there are yeah it's a plant and it's natural and um you know uh to have faith that uh, it's there for a reason
0: yeah well and and something you you brought up about seeing whether um lower concentrations of drugs maybe could be used for chemotherapy and stuff like that that's you know, CBD is an interesting thing because it gets Mm -hmm. met with some resistance by some medical professionals because of the um, potential drug interactions it could have, that it could change the way the body metabolizes drugs and raise, you know, uh, it could elevate the concentration of those drugs in the blood. But the the flip side to that, the opportunity there is what you just mentioned, that Mm -hmm. that very effect potentially allow people to take Lower dosages of other drugs and get uh, more efficacy out of those drugs, mm-hmm. um, and hopefully experience fewer side effects and right. less adverse outcomes related to those those other medications that they're taking. Um, right. And I think that's that's an important nuance to to point out is that it could potentially be a good tool for that to try to you know not necessarily replace. Other medications, right. but to work with them as an adjunct therapy right. um, to maybe hopefully reduce the chances of um, negative outcomes coming from it mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so I think that's that's great to point out um, well in these in these final minutes i 'll give you the platform to let people know how to find you, how to learn more about can I help you and the knock stocks and anything else you want to share to, to close us out
1: <laughs> Well thanks Jason again I <laughs> It was great to meet you because I'm always looking for people to help uh, move our program forward. Um, and as I mentioned, I have a website called canahelpyou.care, C-A-R-E, which I thought gotcha. I won the lottery when I got that. <laughs>
0: <donate>. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Who has doc .care? This is just perfect. Right? Yeah. Um, and then I also have Facebook where I do post um, education that I read uh, from uh, the MD or is cannabis MD, I think it is. Uh, Mm -hmm. It seems to be a pretty good site um, regarding news and update on beauty and health and stuff. Um, And then all that uh, uh, migrates into the website under my posts. Um, But uh, I will be posting where the docs doctors are. They're fabulous uh, presenters about the history of cannabis and, um, and the benefits that we're finding, uh, as research continues. And they're one of them that are definitely, um, collecting as much information as possible with their patients and, and how they help them. Um, they're my doctors and, um, I, anything that they've advised me, uh, to do, uh, using cannabis and and into what, uh, ratios has been very beneficial for me to, uh, very um healthy and today (laughs) and uh uh, and if i'm not tomorrow i know maybe i need to try something different but it's always going to be yeah something that's not over the counter um i haven't had an advil for now four years so Mm. i feel pretty lucky about that
0: (laughs) yeah yeah totally Well, I look forward to seeing how things continue with you and and all of the work you're doing. Um, If you make it down into Southern Oregon anytime, um, please let me know. It'd be nice to get together. And I'm working on putting together some educational events for next year. Um, I do occasionally seminars and things about cannabis and cannabinoids through the university here. And it'd be great to be able to do some work together, educating if we have the opportunity If you come through. So
1: well, the Knox doctors, I think they're in Medford every now and then, so um, oh, cool. Happy to come down and you know work with you as well. Um, yeah, they, that'd be great. They're a great doctor group of doctors.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'd love to meet them. I haven't had the chance to to meet any of them personally, but I've heard great things about them from multiple people. So I, right. I'm sure our paths will cross eventually. I look forward to getting to know them and and hopefully talk to them sometime.
1: Well, Rachel, as I said, was on TED Talk in April and YouTube has her presentation and uh, I love how she starts it. I've got a secret and it's about the endocannabinoid system. So. <laughs> she did yep. a great job. <laughs> Good opener. Yeah. Get everybody hooked. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Perfect.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much, Peggy, for uh, being great. willing to talk to me for this hour. I've really thank enjoyed you. it and if anything comes up, maybe we can sit down again sometime and and do another drop in and, and hear some more. Um, but thanks so much and keep up the good work.
1: Thank you, Jason. I appreciate it.
0: All right. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. All right, everybody. If you want to learn more about the Curious About Cannabis podcast, you can connect with us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And you can also find us at cacpodcast.com. And depending on where you're listening to this, you can also subscribe to the podcast itself on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, aka iTunes, and Google Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you find podcasts. (laughs) Uh, Thanks so so much for listening, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, and take it easy. If you want to learn more about cannabis, you can check out the Curious About Cannabis book, available now on Amazon.com and other online book retailers. Curious About Cannabis podcast is presented by Natural Learning Enterprises, a science education company dedicated to the enhancement of public scientific literacy through education about the natural world. Curious About Cannabis is just one of several learning initiatives produced by Natural Learning Enterprises. To learn more, go to www.naturallearningenterprises.com or connect with NLE on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.